And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Hello! DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. How are you doing tonight? I am doing wonderfully, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. You can't believe how good I am. How good are you? Uh, real. <laughs> real good, All DC. Right. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I'm so glad you are real good. I am real good, too, because you know what? We... We we chatted for a little bit before uh, the show. What? What? We, we chatted without just recording everything we, and putting it right on the air. We had a conversation before the yeah before we hit record. And granted, a good portion of that conversation probably should have been recorded. But what are you going to do? Yeah, we, but I agree, I want to agree with the point that I think you made. I do think we have grown as friends these last. Five, six, se- seven. Wait, when did we Eight? start? Eight years. <laughs> I mean, we started in 2015, right? So it's eight years would be the we're we're like six months away from eight yeah. years. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah. So it's about time that this all came to an end, right? Well, that was kind of what we were getting to. So uh, welcome, everybody, (laughs) to our 350th and final episode. Uh, We were going to, you know, go out with a bang. And then we said, no, screw it. Let's go out with a whimper. Uh, In in fairness, DC, we didn't decide to go out at all. We don't want to give Glenn a heart attack over there. Glenn's Glenn's got his own stuff he's doing. You know, Glenn's Glenn's got... Glenn's got his, you know, his things. He's got his life. He's, you know, so I don't think he would, he would, you know, fall over dead. But, uh, but no, we're not, we're not going away. But, you know, we, we did just, you know, sort of touch base. Every so often you got to touch base and make sure everybody's happy and everybody's doing, doing good and feeling good. And I got to tell you, Doc, I'm driving a spaceship. I feel great. I Do you only feel, feel great while you're driving the spaceship? Um, well, I ate a lot of fiber today, so I'm feeling a little. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You just killed me. There is literally sour cherries uh, beer all over. My computer. I'm sorry. On my speaker grill. <laughs> that is going to stain. <laughs> it is. You asked, It is everywhere. Ask the question. Sour cherry beer. How is that? Yeah, it's a sour beer. Um, there's a company near us who makes this product called Spiked Smoothie. Apparently, it's very difficult to get. Um, they have a whole bunch of different flavors. And uh, I happened upon some at the local grocery mart. Um, strawberry lemonade was the kind I had and it was fantastic. And it sort of inspired me to go look for some others. And I found at the local, um, uh, 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 alcohol peddler, uh, yes. they had a whole bunch of the different flavors and that, and I got this cherry pie one and I brought it up to buy it. And the guy said, Oh, brand new. We just got that in the store. I've been trying to get it in here, but like they've been, the distributor has been telling me, uh, you know, we only got nine nine cases for the entire state, so it's real difficult to get. And it's it's 
It's very good, DC. I'm so glad. It's very good. I apologize. Is there something on the wall behind you? Is there something red on the wall behind you? There's a picture right there. No, on the over the over shoulder, other shoulder. The the other shoulder. This one right here. Yeah, is that is what's that? Um, that is the thumbtack that I use when I want to open these curtains. Oh, okay. I just wasn't sure that there. I, for a minute, it looked like a splotch of cherry beer <laughs> was now on my monitor. So yeah, because you can see it's very dark red. Yeah, it's, it's it's delicious. And oh, there's it's dripping. Uh, it's dripping. I I do apologize that I have uh, spit take everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that I have ruined things for you. Uh, would, would Legitimate it be better if I take. moved the red thumbtack? Is no, it's body? fine. Now Now that I know, I kept trying to clean the monitor. I was like, it's not coming off. But it's it's yeah. it's because it's... I'd like yeah. to point okay. out that We're despite good. the fact that there is a hanging, like almost curtain rod thing that is normally meant to be used to hold open the curtain, uh, a lot of the times I use the, the thumbtack. So there is, you know, 30-odd holes in this wall where the thumbtack has gone because i still live like a teenager much of the time well i mean you know when, when you rent a place you you care a little less about putting holes in the walls at this point we were we were having some conversation about i think like we're, we want a new refrigerator so we're going to ask for one and then there was something else and my wife mentioned something about the security deposit and i'm like we've been here like 15 16 years that security deposit was gone a very long time ago. Let's. I would think so. But, uh, but yeah, I uh, I went up to the the Great North Woods, bought myself a vehicle. It is the fanciest thing I have ever driven. It's got all sorts of buttons and things for me to press and not know what they do and potentially ruin everything. Folks, um, you 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 may have picked this up over the years, or perhaps not. Uh, but this is the first vehicle that DC has driven. With power locks and windows. Yeah, the, I did drive one. I've owned, this is my fourth car that I have owned in my life. Um, the second one, the Jimmy, uh, did have power locks and windows, but it also, the battery died oh. repeatedly. Like, like almost mm. like every other week, the battery died. That was the worst car. So, fair. How many, fair how many cars have you owned in your life? If you... Um, let's pause while Doc does some mental math. I guess five. Yeah. Two of which I didn't really own because they were one of I shared with my brother when I was much younger. The next one was one that I inherited from my parents as a gift. They had already yeah. driven it for 15 years at that point. Yeah. And after that, I bought my first vehicle. It was really mine. And then I bought a second one and now this one so yeah three to five depending on how you want to measure this that. is the second one that i have bought as an adult i had the colgate okay. bomb. the colgate bomber i inherited from my parents when i was 16 and then when that got totaled by an 83 year old woman um i i needed i bought the jimmy or my dad bought me the jimmy which was you know twenty five hundred dollars on the side of the road somewhere and then yeah, this is the second one I bought. Because that the car I bought, the one before this, I bought in 2008. So it got me you know, almost exactly 15 years. One month shy of 15 years. Pretty good. So, yeah. So, pretty good. But, yes, you know, it's got a... I've got the backup camera. I've got the dual climate control. So I can have a different air conditioning setting than the person in the passenger seat. We got heated seats. Fancy. Yeah. I don't have the keyless entry thing, 
but that's okay. I'm all right with that. Heated steering wheel? I don't think I have a heated steering wheel. You you got a fancy car. You've got way more bells and whistles than I do. But that's what happens when you make the big bucks. The big bucks. As Doc Manson does, making those big buckarinos. Oh, yeah. How, yeah. how is the job where you make the big buckarinos? See, see, see the, the trick, folks, is it's not that I make a lot of money. It's that I make them pay me in novelty-sized checks. Hence, <laughs> the money is always big buckos regardless. Every two weeks. He's visited uh-huh. by Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they're like, dang, this is a this is not a large amount. Are you sure you want to spend the minimum that it costs to get these things printed on these foam board um, checks? And I'm like, yes, damn it. It's how I feel good about myself. Every week he goes into the bank because he can't fit the check into the ATM. It's like here. Kind of like hoist it over. To I mean, the, the spectacle is the point, DC. Sure. Uh, you know, D, uh, Doc loves praise. He also loves attention. And any way that I can get that attention, it, it, it's okay. So yeah. that's what I do. Uh, you did mention, though, for serious, though, I asked how things were. And your response was that work sucks. Because I think, I think your point was work as a rule sucks. Yeah, work sucks. Every morning I wake up and I say to myself, I don't want to. But then you also said, but then you <laughs> well, also I also said, said that maybe I say I don't want to a little less forcefully fully yeah. than I used to. And you even, so. you even went so far, you might not want to repeat this, but you even went so far as to say you may potentially be approaching <laughs> professional satisfaction. That's yeah. And I think that's largely true. I, I, you know, I still have some of the old headache. Um, phantoming me around, but for the most part, I don't. And yeah, it's it's kind of nice. Um, you know, like my time is my own, really. So as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and let's face it, you know me, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, it's a lot less stressful. Um since the semester started, which was two weeks ago now, yeah, like I go to work on the days that I have lecture, and the other days I don't. And not to say I don't work; I do work. I've been, I've been having like committee meetings, and I'll meet with people um, over WebEx um, for like office hours, extra office hours, and I, I respond to emails still. Um, but not having to physically go anywhere on those days. It's that's nice. been real nice. That's very nice. That's been real nice that's for what, my sanity. That's what, two days a week? At the moment, yeah. I was even sort of lamenting this, though, to, to Mrs. Manson earlier in the week. I said, this is beautiful right now. But do you think there's going to be some day, some semester, where I'm actually going to have a class every day of the week? I mean, probably, right? Yeah. Going back from this is going to be tough. <laughs> well, and I, and I, again, this shows my ignorance in terms of how these things work. But do you get to decide when the classes you teach are? Not really. Yes and no, but not really, especially these very large courses. Um, there's only a limited number of classrooms on campus that can accommodate this number of students. True. And given the number of courses, some of these courses have, you know, sort of... Um, laid claim to certain rooms and time blocks and schedules 
And there's enough of these courses around campus that everyone is that way to the point where trying to move a course of this size is pretty difficult because there just isn't the space available for it. Um, but certainly if I were to develop other smaller courses at some point later, then that would be more flexible. Yes. Um, but I, I don't, I don't foresee my involvement in these larger courses ever going away. That's really the, yeah. the cornerstone of what the position is. Sure. So sure. That makes sense. Um, you know, I'm just thinking like I spent a good amount of my college years being very careful about which courses I took, which maybe I wanted Fridays off. Maybe I wanted to, you know, not go to class till 10 a.m. or not have to go to class if I chose to go, which I never did um, till 10 a.m. And I just wondered if it worked that way for on the professorial side as well. Yeah, not so much, not so much, but kind of, you know, kind of. Do you now? I remember in between semesters, you were discussing potentially changing up things, allowing for more discussion. Has that happened yet? I know it's early. It's only the first two weeks of of lecture. But have you noticed a change in how you are administering the class? No, it's pretty similar. Um, I do think that there is more discourse in the classroom. I think there is more back and forth and asking questions and things like that and getting responses from people and part of that is because this semester um there are two sections of the course so each one is like 250 people or so which is considerably smaller than the 400 that i had last semester um so just having that 150 less people in the room a is conducive to more uh more discourse but also the rooms the rooms that i'm in that that first uh semester I was in a room where, you know, there was a small section of seating on the floor, but the rest of it was stadium style seating, almost like you would find in a movie theater these days. Right. And so that actually sort of limits things because like, yeah, I might walk around, uh, uh, you know, the the people in the front of the room, but I'm not climbing the stairs. I'm not going up and down the stairs up those stadium seats. Right. Um, The classrooms I'm in now, though, basically have floor seating. There's 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 some slight rise. Um, There's some stairs. But it's to the point where in one of the rooms, it's basically just ramps. And I can walk around the entire classroom. In fact, I do. I pace the entire perimeter of the room around these people. And I stop and I make people in the back answer things that I ask and stuff like that. So, so there's definitely more interaction than there was last semester. But I think that's natural. But overall, I think my approach did not really change. I chose to, as you sort of suggested don't do anything too different, too radical. I know you said pick one thing. And I don't know if I really picked any one thing. I I, well, just I did change. Even the mobility feature, like just being able to walk around and be a presence with, you know. Yeah. That's one of the things that I think students also are surprised about because I teach with, my, with an iPad, actually. Most professors are tethered to their laptop or the computer in the front of the room. But since I have my iPad, I just I carry it with me. So I don't have to be at the front of the room to change a slide. I don't have to be near a whiteboard. I can just use the pencil that I have to write an equation no matter where I am in the room. Um, and I think students sort of appreciate that spontaneity as well. Um, I, it's at least I, well, I, I, don't, I think some do. I don't know if all do, but I certainly appreciate being able to do that. So I'll speak for myself anyways. I'm sure there are some 
who probably get motion sickness watching me walk back and forth. But, you know, I doubt that. Do you do you have on your watch? You know how many steps you get in a given course? Hmm. I haven't looked, but I guess I would. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look at that up, though. Yeah. Just be like, I walked 3000 steps during this lecture. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I can look that up quickly. Let me see. Here. That's fine. I, am I able to? Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's very different, of course, teaching 16, although I'm getting another new one on Monday. Um, but, uh, you know, I do find myself moving quite a bit, but I don't have the iPad, so I can't write on the, you know, I, if I need to write something, I either have to have another adult in the room if there is one do it or a kid do it or i have to be near the board so it is limiting in that way it doesn't really tell me the number of steps during the time period of the class unfortunately fair enough either way well i am delighted you know as someone who was there with you and actually we all were there with you in the years in which the professional satisfaction was a little harder to come by yeah, don't get me wrong. I still really enjoyed what I did overall, but um, yeah, there's less. There's definitely less stress with this position, at least so far. So that's been nice for sure. I did not apply to one of those other positions I was talking about maybe applying to. So that's off the books for now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just looking to cruise for a little bit um i I am on some communities you know and i did volunteer for a bit of extra work and a meeting earlier today but it's something that i think is useful because i was actually thinking about that position i didn't apply to sure and and the volunteering to do this stuff on this committee i think is actually relevant experience that could be used um if i were to apply like a position like that in the future so i'm i'm choosing my shots now and trying to build up useful experience that may be um, useful to me later, although I'm in no rush at the moment. Well, I'm delighted. As someone who has been cruising for quite a while, happily so, happily cruising along, uh, it's not bad. It's, you know, granted, like, curriculums change and all of that, but I've been teaching the same grade for, this is now year 15, so you get into a rhythm, you know what to expect, and how many emails you get? A lot. <laughs> Too many. Um, but less than I, I think less than I used to get because it's it's weird. You know, I actually, somebody brought this up with me today, one of my colleagues, and I said, well, you know, I came from a job where ostensibly I was responsible for over 1,200 students a semester. Um, and so don't get me wrong. Like, I understand by any metric, a course with 500 people is huge. But for me, it actually kind of is like a step back to the point where I'm like, this feels manageable. You know what I mean? Like very strange. Um, They thought that was strange, but I was like, I don't know, man, it's all what you're used to. Right. And uh, yeah, in some ways this is way better than what it was. So yeah. Nobody's complaining. Well, you you haven't had a chance to give an exam yet. So no one's going to be complaining about curves. First one's tomorrow. Ah, wow. An exam two weeks in. Well, I, I got rid of exams and I do those those 10 quizzes. Yes. Um, I make them take assessments regularly. So the first one is tomorrow. Yeah. How many questions? About 20. Multiple choice. True, yep. false, short Class, answer. Yeah. I mean, 
true false multiple choice maybe multiple selection which is where there's a multiple choice but there could be more than one right answer uh, right those suck <laughs> yeah not too many of those um but yeah no short answer no essay nothing like that the class is too large to yeah. grade something like that because so. then it's like you know is it a b c which is a and b together or d right. which is none of the above and usually the, in those types of questions when i'm involved there's like it goes up to like g or h you know what i mean so <laughs> but i don't do those often those are not my style really do you enjoy making quizzes and exams and things? No, not really. In fact, I'm mostly reusing what I did last semester this time. I am tweaking a bit, um, certainly incorporating things that I learned from last time, but um, it, it's fine, but I'm not going out of my way to do anything hyper original at this stage. I figured it's something I can iterate over time. Absolutely. We'll get there. Uh, somewhere else we're getting, for I am the master uh-huh. of segues. This Sunday, I know you're excited. It's on your calendar, just like our podcast now, uh, is the Royal Rumble. You know, I had no idea that the Royal Rumble was upon us until you said so uh, earlier. It, it's, it has completely escaped my my sphere of of not influence well um, you you know last week i broke the news to you about jay briscoe so you're off yeah. squared circle you're pretty much off of twitter you're really just not paying unless wrestling makes a you know mainstream news source or is on reddit outside of squared circle for some reason yeah i think the only have i seen anything maybe i saw an article from bloomberg or something about vince mcmahon's return and being sued by yeah. by investors, but that's all. I think that's the extent of what I've seen this week. I've seen a couple of articles. I think it was on theweek.com. One was a timeline of the whole Vince McMahon thing, his leaving and the you know settlements and then his return. And then there was one briefly on why pro wrestlers die so young, which was dealing with the Jay Briscoe news, but that didn't last very long. But, uh, but yeah, I could totally see it. Well, the Royal Rumble is is this Saturday. In fact, it's not even Sunday. This Saturday is the PLE. There are currently five announced matches. What uh, is the PLE? What? You say, what is the PLE? What is the premier live event? We don't call them pay-per-views anymore. They're now PLEs. Gotcha. Premier live events. Got it. Because the Get world it. needed what the world needed. More goddamn acronyms. Uh, mm-hmm. You will see, if you choose to watch, you will see Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's title. You will see Roman Reigns defending his undisputed title against Kevin Owens. Again? Which is, I believe, the third Royal Rumble that has those two wrestling each other. I think they've wrestled, this will be the third Rumble that they've had. I had a good one a couple years ago with the handcuffs. I feel justified for saying again now. Yeah. Yeah. You will see in the first ever Mountain Dew pitch black match, you will see Bray Wyatt wrestle L.A. Knight. Okay. And then you will, of course, 
Then you will, of course, see the women's Royal Rumble match, which has only seven announced entrants, and the men's Royal Rumble match, which has 16 announced entrants. Speaking of, of whimpers, um, has Bray Wyatt's return, comeback, whatever, been meaningful in any way? Uh, I suppose it depends on your definition of meaningful. I would say yes, but I could also see a lot of people who would probably disagree. He hasn't wrestled yet. This match, I believe, will be his first actual match. And I feel like L.A. Knight, I don't, I don't know a lot about L.A. Knight. The I former mean, I know Eli who he Drake. Is. I know who he is. But like, I don't know about his resume, let's say, in the WWE. But he feels like, at best, a mid-carder to me. Like, not a title holder, even. So, I don't know. He could. He could be a title holder right now, and I don't know. He is not. But if I had... Now, and again, I say this as someone who does not watch weekly wrestling. But based on what I have seen... L.A. Knight, to me, is the most likely winner of the 2023 Money in the Bank match. Like, this feud with Bray Wyatt has done very good things for him. So much so that this Monday on Raw, which was Raw Triple X, Raw 30, the 30th anniversary of the Raw show. I just think it's great that you're like, I think L.A. Knight has come so far. He could be the next Otis. (laughs) Hey. Real feather in your cap there. That, or uh, Austin Money Theory. In the bank. Or Baird Corbin. I forgot. You, you were saying, though? You were I saying? forgot who was uh, L.A. Knight was out in the ring, um, cutting a promo, talking about all the legends that were in the back. Um, you know, oh, did they do some sort of gimmick Raw this week? It was Raw 30. So the 30th anniversary. So you have DX confronting like Gunther and Imperium. Um you had, you know, Hulk Hogan open the show because really, yeah, Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart because you know that's what the world needed. Um, Has Jimmy Hart's forehead swallowed his face yet? Not that I saw, but I of course didn't watch the segment. Uh, Just checking. La Knight, you know, calls out any legend from the back, and who should come out on his motorcycle but the American badass, the Undertaker. Uh, riding his motorcycle to the walking it really he kind of just walked it around the ringside area which kind of took something out of it <laughs> great That's he rode good. down the ramp and that was um you know he gets in the ring uh, confronts la night the lights go out bray wyatt's there he attacks la night Taker goes over, says, whispers something to Bray Wyatt, leaves. You know, I, I, I think L.A. Knight is a. I think he is in a position right now where if he was world champion in the next eighteen months to two years, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, that'd be great. I mean, I will say, I think Eli Drake is very talented. I think he's got the charisma. Yeah, um, and he's a good enough worker, from what I remember. Yeah. Nothing stellar, but good enough. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So because yeah, it's not like he's it. wrestling a ton either. He's cutting promos and the crowd, you know, he's got the he says, let me talk to you. And then the crowd goes, yeah. And so like it reminds me of Stone Cold. 
in the sense, yeah. in the sense of just some of his interaction. He got the catchphrases down. He's got a little bit of the same like vocal. There's a little bit of gravel there. There's a little bit of twang there. Um, so yeah, I think he could be huge. I think this is helping his career. I assume Bray Wyatt wins this, but then again, I have no idea. You know, I don't think either of them, well, neither of them are in the Rumble because they're wrestling on this. So I don't know what where either of them go from here heading down the road to WrestleMania. But I will say outside of the men's Rumble match, this Mountain Dew pitch black match, whatever that is, they haven't told us the rules yet. Um, Maybe they'll be blindfolded. That would be nice. Actually, they both would be great at that. That's I think so. There is a there is a Jake Roberts, Rick Martell aspect to both of them where they could pull off a blindfold match. That would be great. I just I just don't know that the modern mainstream wrestling audience has the aptitude for a blindfold match. I don't think so. I think they'd get bored. I think we're going to by aptitude. I guess I mean appetite. I I don't. Yeah, we're either getting a pre-taped segment like all of the Bray Wyatt pieces or it's going to be a match where every so often the lights go off and they come back on and something weird has happened or there's weapons in the ring that weren't there before or something like that. I have this general feeling, but I don't know if this is true. Was John Cena back sometime recently doing something? He wrestled at the last the last SmackDown of 2022. He teamed with Kevin Owens to wrestle Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. How was that? How did he look? Uh, he has a bald spot of decent size. He had one before. Um, he looked good. I expect him to show up at the Rumble. If he's not going to be in the match, and I do think he'll be in the match, uh, because you know one of the things that they've done is they have announced that Cody Rhodes will make his return from injury at the Royal Rumble. And everyone was like, why did you spoil it? That could have been a big surprise. Everyone would have been excited. And they they actually came out and said, or the rumors were, number one, everybody knew he was going to come back. So nobody would have been actually surprised. And number two, they were happy with the surprises that they had lined up. So, yeah, I mean, I understand that that mentality, although I disagree with it. I, I, I just feel like I feel like the initial response is right. It might not have been a big deal. But the whole the rumble, the thing the audience wants from the rumble are those surprises. Yeah. They want to be surprised. So announcing it just doesn't. What purpose does announcing it serve? Does does announcing Cody Rhodes is going to be there? Does that does that get any more purchases of this premium live event? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like it does. So just let us be surprised. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong about that. I, but I think. So my guess, and this is just a guess, because at this moment, Sami Zayn is not listed for the Royal Rumble. But if I had to guess, you know, everyone assumes Cody's going to win and he's going to be the person that beats Roman Reigns and ends this two year whatever title run sort of Sami Zayn. And we've had all of these video packages of Cody Rhodes training and doing all of this and talking about his destiny and all of that. So if I had to offer a prediction right now as to what I think is going to wind up happening, Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes will be the last two members of the uh, Rumble or some such. Sami will win and Cody will then snap. And we wind up with, whether it happens at the Rumble or soon after the Rumble, we get heel 
Cody Rhodes. I think the the run of the babyface Cody Rhodes is already over. So, but that would be. Does my he still guess. have the neck tattoo, or has he gotten oh, that yeah. removed yet? Okay. Uh, last I saw, he still had his stupid American flag skull. It's a bad tattoo. It is. I have nothing to contribute beyond that. But it is a bad tattoo. I'm sorry, Cody. You have the most beautiful piercing blue eyes. I could stare into those eyes all day long. So. You could, except there's a giant stupid tattoo on his neck. Yeah. It does draw the attention. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, Rumble this Sunday. I'm excited. Is there a women's Rumble match? There is. Like I said, only seven wrestlers have been announced of the 30. Do you think it'll be 20 people or they'll really do the full? No, I think it'll 30. be I think it'll be 30. We'll get some NXT, NXT women's division is pretty stacked right now. I think we'll see some of them. I think we'll get the usual legends. Michelle McCool will show up or Who's you know. uh who's a big deal in the women's division these days? Who's their Roman Reigns? Um well, the champions right now are Bailey and Bianca. No, I'm wrong. Bailey's not even the champion. Charlotte and Bianca are currently the champions. Okay. What's Becky doing? She's still she was being supposed mom? to have she was supposed to have a cage match with Bailey at Raw 30. That wound up being just a beatdown of Becky Lynch by whatever damage control, Bailey's stable. Okay. Um, so yeah, that is the the current thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if the cage match gets moved to um, the rumble. But then again, that's also two less women they can have in the rumble. Yeah. But I'm, I'm all signs for me would point to Rhea Ripley winning the women's rumble. How's Dominic Mysterio viewing? He's way better, guy. way better than he was as a babyface. His heel run has been very good. Was this better or worse than when Eddie Guerrero wrestled for um, custody? Well, this is this Dominic. is the whole thing. So he's in this weird sort of relationship with Rhea Ripley, which is very reminiscent of Eddie Guerrero in China. He's dressing, you know, because he got arrested and sent to prison for like all of 12 hours. So now he's dressing like Conan from WCW when he was a gangster with like the flannel shirt and the bandana and all of that. So he is he is being much more entertaining than than he ever was as a babyface. So uh, would you be OK to pause briefly for a quick intermission? Yeah. Right. Intermission. Thank you. Intermission. We'll be right back, folks. Woo. Hello. Intermission. 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 Inter- Thank you for that. Much obliged. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, man. But yes, uh, the Rumble, you know, again, like I said, I think it looks good. Um, I do wonder if they would be better moving the women's Royal Rumble to 20 because right now it's Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, and Emma. So not bad. I'm glad Emma's back. Yeah, it's not bad. Don't get me That's wrong. Nice. But yeah, it's not. It's not over 
it's not overwhelming with yeah. their star power. Well, that's it. You know, so. I understand that a rumble just by nature is not going to be filled with wrestlers that you're like, oh yeah, you could totally win this thing. But you'd like there sure. to be some. <laughs> yeah, that would be you know of this that would be ideal. Of yeah. the seven right now, it's Rhea, or maybe you could see they try to do a Liv Morgan thing, but that ship kind of has sailed. So yeah. But I will be looking forward to watching it likely Monday morning because, again, staying up till 11 or midnight is not really on my list of things to do anymore. But not in your idea of a good time. Uh, Outside of the job and your professional satisfaction, any good times on your end besides whatever you're going to list for the piece of positivity, the artwork going well, video Hmm. gaming? Yeah, I haven't done much video gaming. Since the semester started, that's kind of fallen off a bit. Although I do have something else that's been consuming most of my free time, which I suppose I will talk about At a later. Uh, later. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, you know, um, good friend of the show, GQ, um, came by last weekend. Um, Saturday, was it? He came over. It was probably, he wasn't, he came over around six o'clock or so. He brought us some. Delicious Chinese Excellent. food, which we gorged upon. He brought some um, delicious uh, sour ales to to um, to share, and uh, Mrs. Manton baked some some homemade peanut butter cookies, which were quite good. Probably. One of GQ's favorites. Does she and do the fork? He, uh, he, does she do the fork imprint? She does. Yeah. Yes, she does. Yeah, and she and we uh we we had a movie night. He came over. We watched three, uh, three movies, sort of, sort of uh three horror movies, I guess. Um, the first one was Intruder, which is a great slasher film by I think Scott Spiegel's a director, uh, who was a high school friend of Sam Raimi. Interesting. It's pretty much the only movie I think that he's really directed. He might have done one or two others. But this was shortly after he probably helped uh, Sam Raimi make Evil Dead 2. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a slasher film, takes place in a, uh, a grocery store. Uh, it, w- it was very good. And it was almost like he and Sam Raimi must have had some sort of crazy bet. You know, Sam Raimi is very much known for these, these very kinetic um, camera movements and like Dutch angles, like really crazy sort of inventive shots with the cameras. And it's almost like Scott Spiegel said, I'm going to outdo Sam Raimi. He went nuts with this, with, with fun shots in this movie, like alternating Dutch angles during a conversation between two people, like for no reason. Um, and there was like a point of view shot from the inside of a rotary telephone at one point. Like it was beautiful. And I think, I think it must have been like, um, he must have helped Sam Raimi make. Evil Dead 2, and this must have been like a return favor because Sam Raimi actually is in the film. He's one of the uh, characters. His brother, Ted Raimi, is also one of the characters in the film, uh, and it was very enjoyable. That one was great. We watched also um, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, which was awful. It might as well have been a made-for-TV movie, and maybe it was. I don't know. It was not good. So um, awful, and awful in a bad way. Because sometimes you say, "Yeah, awful, not it's not really thing. that enjoyable." Some don't be wrong. It was there were moments in it that were okay, 
because like uh, Morgan Fairchild was in it. The guy who went on to become the Dosecki's most interesting man in the world was in it. Um, Polly Shore was in it um, like pre Encino man, like before his breakout. So it was worth watching for the cast, but like it, there wasn't any really good special effects and it was kind of just boring. Um, and then we also watched a, an, a British film. It was an, it's like a stop motion film, I guess okay. called uh, Chuck Steele. Um, I want to say night of the tramp pyres. And it was basically like a mix up of a horror movie and uh, like your, your classic eighties films, like all those sorts of uh, cliches, right? It's this like sort of stop motion, almost like a Duke Nukem or Johnny Bravo looking guy who's like an action star and he gets, you know, he's the renegade got cop on the force and his partners running joke in the film, keep getting killed. And, you know, and he's fighting basically the uh, trampires, which are vampires. Um, but, you know, uh, tramps, uh, homeless people in uh, UK parlance, I guess. Um, and that was fun. Like that was really well made. It was definitely an independent film, but like, I mean, all the animation was amazing. Um, I think maybe the script could have been a little bit tighter, but like overall, it was a lot of fun and really enjoyable to watch. That was a fun find that we were able to sit through as well. I was surprised we got through three films I was say, especially as, late as we started. We, I think we were going to stop after two, but GQ found that one and he just started it to be like, I just want to see what this is about. And we got like far enough into it was like, well, now you just have to fucking stay. And we watched the whole thing. So I don't know if Mrs. GQ was pleased about that. How many text messages did he have to send? She might have been. Not many. I mean, honestly, when it gets to be late at night like that, because he comes over for, you know, pay-per-views and things still. Or I'm sorry. Well, yeah, pay-per-views because they're like the AEW ones. Um, You know, once it gets to be a certain time of night, Mrs. GQ goes to bed and she she doesn't stay up for him. You know what I mean? So like. Uh, he's usually once it gets to be later on, it's it's not anything that he's dealing with in the moment, well, anyways. So, yeah, they'll just you know. pay for it the next day. Yeah, but don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had. Yeah, so I I, I kind of went off on a tangent there and almost sounded like my piece of positivity, but it's not. Wow. So multiple uh, things, yeah. multiple good times over there in Doc Manson's yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's get ourselves over to our three. Yes, we do have three emails uh, to celebrate episode 350. We got three. One for every 116.66 episodes. We're well loved, DC. Yeah, We're well loved. Uh, Mrs. Manson chimes in with 350. Dearest friends, is this episode 350? It is. I think it is. How amazing. I know lately life is getting busy slash busier, and it's not always easy to sit down together. But every week that you fill my ears, I count myself lucky. Thanks for 350 golden showers. Episodes. Episodes. She wrote episodes. Cheers to many more. Also, brunch soon, DC. There's a new place in town I want to try. Have your people contact my people. Mimosa's on me to celebrate 350. With love, Mrs. M. Uh, In camp in school town or actual town that you live in town in our town hey in our town. wow not a lot of not often that there's new stuff in your town true i i don't think i will have to uh work very hard to to sell mrs matthews on seeing people so they're pretty brand new so i don't know if it'll be hard to get seated where um, whereabouts uh, in town 
I have no idea. I haven't like, looked at the, the address. Tavern that sells good wings. I think down that way, yes, but I don't know. Probably because sure. that's like really the only like main street area. Well, I'll, I will have my people reach out. We got an email from Rachel. Always nice to hear from Rachel. Three fifty. Hello. A few weeks ago, DC implied I had nothing going on, and I should have sent an email by now. Aside from growing a human and feeling like a zookeeper at work, he's right. Not sure about DC's experience, but holy cow, there's something in the water this year. I see some nodding. Yeah, from DC. I talked to a, a coworker that you know, a former coworker who's who's off in a different town. In fact, she works in the town I live in, and uh, yeah, it the the post pandemic young people schooling is a little all over the place right now. I will say that. Mrs. Manson texted earlier to tell me it was your 350th episode. So happy 350. Congrats on 350 weeks of fabulous podcast listening. I will tell you, Baby Mox is very active when we listen to the weekly pods. He can hear music and voices now, so you'll have another avid listener and bestie. Sorry, I have nothing of excitement to contribute, but I'll email again soon. Rochelle. Rochelle, I disagree. You're growing a human. Like, you're the only bestie that I've known that is that is fostering life while we are recording. So that's a big deal. You could be emailing us all the trials and tribulations. Not the morning sickness stuff. That's icky. But, you know, just how you're feeling. I'd be interested to hear about the morning sickness also. Not that I'm a, a, a glutton for punishment, but just to... Just to know what the what the good fight is, yeah, and you know, just like if you're feeling yeah, badly, how does it, you know, how does it feel? I'm curious, knowing what you know about the world, and in this post pandemic world, how does it feel knowing that you are bringing forth life? And are you, you know, are are you excited about it? Are you are you trepidatious about you know the world in which Baby Mox is going to be living in? Are you moving to you know? The, the Yukon territory and developing like living in a yurt somewhere like you going off the grid. How are you, you going to make this work? That's what I want. Our, our final email comes from Glenn. Just a quick update. Hi guys. Well, the early retirement didn't last long. My boss came and made me an offer of less hours and more money for doing only half the work I was doing before. Yeah, that sounds like a win. Uh, a new look, or should I say sound piece of business returns Monday and we'll be doing less weekly reviews and we'll be concentrating more on the early days of next UK. I hope everyone is well and those so inclined enjoy the Royal Rumble. And guys, if you haven't yet checked out Joy of Booking and DC's greatest Royal Rumble, it is podcast gold. And always give Doc some random praise, you know, because he's doing okay too. So oh, always thanks as always. Doc Glenn. plenty of praise. He's doing great in it. Uh, thanks, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn, for shouting out the greatest dist. Royal Rumble, uh, you now have the complete episode. It's it's done. All I think I did the math. We're close. Approaching twelve hours of of content is is out there now. Uh, nobody. I don't. It's the Royal Rumble. It doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on. My the very Royal Rumble. That's right, people. Sword, it's wrestling, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue continue wrestling forever just because because this is the Royal Rumble. It doesn't end. I actually was stuck in my head for several days after. I don't know if that was last episode or the episode before that, that, but you you did the song. I did it to myself. I know, but it's it's in there. Uh, 
Doc Manson, you've already shared one uh, exciting, wonderful, lovely thing that has been going on for you. So outside of the professional satisfaction, give me that sweet, sweet piece of positivity that's getting you through the week. It's funny because before I do get to that, well, you've mentioned a couple of times over the last week or so about how we, wow, we've barely, we don't even have an hour long show. And I said, I think all of our episodes have been over an hour. I think they have been. This one is not going to be <laughs> Depends on how long we talked about the piece of positivity. We also talked for 30 minutes before we did the show. So. Whose fault is that? That's totally my fault. I own that. No, Give me that piece of positivity. I share, I share Gosh, fault. darn it. My piece of positivity is um, a television show that I have been watching the heck out of. Um, and people probably have seen it, at least people who are inclined towards the... Uh, Japanimation uh, genre already. This is I'm not. This is not discovering something new. Uh, but my hero academia. I think you touched on it. Real good. Yeah. Real good. I've been watching the shit out of that show. I'm most of the way through season three at this point of six seasons thus far. Uh, I like that show a whole bunch. I think it's a lot of fun. They're doing some smart, clever stuff with. Superheroes, you know, it's the perfect time for it to come out, I think, with the popularity of the Marvel movies and all that. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong, it is still your sort of uh, standard anime show with the usual tropes and things like that. But I'll be damned if, you know, watching it all together, there was a part mid-season, uh, the third season there, where I got teary-eyed, DC. They're doing something right if they are able to elicit emotion uh, in, in a, what is ostensibly a, a children's cartoon. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, they're telling a good story overall. I've been engaged with it. You know, I do like superheroes, even though I, I uh, have been nothing but critical of Marvel movies for the last, I don't know, entire phase of their their little cinematic universe. But uh, it's been a nice, uh, a nice refresher. Get to know all of these different characters and so forth. And I've always been partial to manga and anime and so forth. So the whole Japanese culture thing, I. I enjoy as well. So I don't know. I, I yeah, really enjoying the heck out of that show. I think it's, it's real good. Um, you know, Mrs. Manson occasionally will get sucked in watching it a little bit. Although she's mostly reading on the couch. Occasionally she's paying attention. I think she's put off by some of the uh, cultural differences. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a little bit of, uh, objectification of some female characters. I mean, that certainly does happen. It's a common thing I think in, um, in anime in general, although it's not like to an adult level, I think it's what they consider children's programming. Um, but like, you know, she was like, ah, yeah, she's just saying, she's just saying, you know, Japanese women aren't traditionally busty. And this woman, I had to stop her right there. I said, listen, that woman that you're talking about is, is, is in the context of the show. She is a 15 year old girl. So if you would please not uh, objectify her body, that would be, that would be uh, that would be swell, Mrs. Manson, and uh, yeah, I had I had to do a little bit of schooling on that one. You you show that you show her about <laughs> teenage objectification. I but again, I do think it's largely pretty clever, and I do think that there's real themes a, a, that are being told here, and I, yeah, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I'm super glad. How to about hear. you? Um, well, you know, the, the car is the big one, the spaceship, as I've been calling uh, it, because it does have all of these cool features and such. Um, You're going to call it Hal? No, no. Right now, it's just the spaceship. 
but I will say, um, I did something I have not done in a long time recently. I went out and went clothes shopping. How'd that go? Now, now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big boned boy. There, Doc Manson. I'm a husky man. I'm Husky Harris right now. <laughs> um, but I have been, uh, you know, not necessarily quietly, but I'm not shouting it from the rooftops. I have been uh, trying to eat better and uh, losing some weight and, you know, haven't wanted to mention it a lot on the podcast because um, I do have a goal that I would like to reach. And while I am not there yet, uh, I am at a point where my wife has commented that pretty much everything I own is now baggy. Too large. You are you're swimming. Um, and so I decided to go to uh, a store and actually try on clothes. And I was able to uh, fit into a pair of pants the size of which, while I don't think I would be comfortable existing in them for long, the fact that I was able to actually just put them on and button them at all was impressive. Um, Progress. Yes. Yes. And, you know, you, there's ups and downs and there's days where you're eating lentil soup and salads with beet and mushroom and ground chicken burgers. And, you know, you, 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 you spewed sour cherry beer all over. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you have blueberries and you come home and your stomach hurts and you're like, why, why am I feeling this way? And then you go, oh. Oh, I probably had 300% of my daily fiber today. That's that'll do that's it. That's a problem. So <laughs> that'll do it. So yeah, should have gone to that nutrition, should have paid attention in that fundamentals of nutrition class I I took in college. Uh but yeah, so just you know, being able to fit into clothes of a different size and feel comfortable in them uh is a good feeling. So I I will keep on keeping on. I will. I I will announce if I meet my goal, I will make an announcement and proclamation and do a little dance. But besides that, hello, Mrs. Manson. How are you? Hello, Mrs. Manson. I love that she How has to, I love that she has to, you know, make a production out of pulling her hair out of the way to be able to listen in at your earphones. I don't think she could hear you with all that hair in the way. I can't. There's a, it's quite dense. There's a, there's a decent <laughs> amount of hair. There's a decent amount of yep. hair. How's life? Happy 350. Happy, happy 350 to you. Thanks for being. <laughs> Don't make me. <laughs> Stop. Uh, hey, you sell it. I can't hear and I can't do this and try to listen with that. You sell it. It's, it's a secret to a good marriage. Folks. You s- never, never stop harassing. You celebrate 350. However, you t- you celebrate 350. However, you took. You two crazy kids want to celebrate 350. If that involves some licking, more power to you. <laughs> Thanks for your permission. <laughs> he was the one insinuating you were taking 350 golden showers. I, I have wow. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no thanks. But I mean, you do you. Have fun. You don't want to yuck anyone's yum. <laughs> but that's have fun. All right. Up. Uh, See, kissing is allowed, but not licking. Apparently. Interesting. Well, th- I didn't consent. I, I just want, I want to have that on record here. There was no consent to that kissing. She just, she just swooped in and took it. You're just her piece of meat. 
Yeah. Good thing she delivers me cookies. Well, there you go. I have brownies waiting for me in the fridge, so I have to get this fiber situation under control. Because these, these appear to be a mixture of butterscotch chips and chocolate chips. How is that? Delicious. There you go. Another thing for Doc to be excited about. Uh, Doc Manson, that is it for episode 350. We're not putting a lot of pomp and circumstance into this. Uh, we're happy to be... Beginning of the show, we kind of said, is, is this th- this is the end? But it's not the end, right? No, so, it is. It is. Oh, when, are we coming, when, are, when are we coming back? I would assume next week. Next week? Same okay. time next week. It's in the calendar. It so. is in the calendar now, which I think will make a big difference. Uh, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that good night? I mean, you can have your thoughts around the air podcast at ddtwrestling.com. We'd love to have more than three emails. Maybe, and maybe, Rachel, that, maybe you know, that's it. We refuse to do a show until we have yeah, half, right. at least half a baker's dozen. Again, I, I do appreciate hearing from Rachel, but but knowing that, that Mrs. Manson texted you makes it less special. Yeah, the fact that some, you know, Mrs. Manson had to try to rally the troops to get us to a whopping three emails. And again, I, I I fully appreciate it. I realize that growing a human is hard work, so I don't I don't want to I don't want to come down too harshly. But uh, what's everybody else's excuse? Danielle, where are you? Mitchell, Jeremy, won't you won't you come back, Jeremy? He will at some point. Wasn't I saying something? Oh yeah, that was the email thing. And then um, I mean, you know where to listen to us at this point. If you don't, I mean. We can't help you. Can't fix that. Um, oh, real quick. I know you're, maybe you're trying to go, but um, I got an interesting email earlier today. It was delivered to my focused part of my inbox. Hey, Doc. Excited to be reaching out. We came across DDT Wrestling and think there's great fit. We are reaching out on behalf of the audio marketing team at Manscaped, manscaped manscaped.com. We see a huge potential opportunity to partner together. I would love to learn more about your podcast. This all sounds great so far, right? I'm intrigued, intrigued except for the grammatical errors you obviously pointed out in the beginning, which makes me think that I'm eventually going to be disappointed, but continue. Um. I will say this appears legit to me. However, I think the next part is where it falls apart. Can you please send over the following demographics, location in general, average number of downloads per episode. Do you promote on YouTube? (laughs) Are reads baked in or DAI? I don't even know what DAI means. Uh, This will help me evaluate how to move forward. I really look forward to hearing back. Cheers. Uh, so-and-so acquisition specialist. But DAI in podcasting is dynamic ad insertion. So it allows you to read it in or do they just insert it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you put a, you put an ad in for a couple of months and then it goes away. Well, everything that I have read about these companies and these things is if you don't have more than like a thousand listens per episode, like that is the bottom 
of what they consider doing business with. So I don't know what they think our metrics are, um, but I really don't think 30, 30 listens an episode is is what they're going to be looking for. I'm going to have to make sure I get myself, uh, you know, I'm going to start putting my email in this because the joy of booking has had no such reaching out. And we have at least, you know, four listens a week. I mean, I'm going to look at this for a second here. Now, don't get me wrong. Somehow, we have 550 listens this week on DDT Wrestling. Hey. The bots, apparently, we have 550 listens in the last seven days. However, if I go to the episode list, right, and I look at the episode that was actually released in the last seven days, we have precisely 30 listens. Now, I realize we have a very large back catalog. However, I I can't believe any of those listens are real. Those all have to be bots. Are are you going to answer this person and actually send our our, uh, info? I wasn't going to unless you think I should, in which case I will. I do. I don't Um, think it's going to get anywhere. I think they'll say, okay, you're obviously too small time for what we're looking into. And I, you know, I might, I might actually do a little bit of due diligence on this first to see if this looks like this is a real person. Sure. Um, the email looks real enough, but I, I might do some diligence first yeah. just before I go giving information. Because you know, taking out sponsorship and the and the and the monetary, the 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 tens and tens of cents we'll get. <laughs> you know, if we get stuff. Do you know how many listens we'll get as I try to figure out how to use a ball trimmer? Like, <laughs> we'll definitely get to episode 700 if we've got a sponsorship. I mean, come yeah. on. And now I will say we're over an hour. So we made it. <laughs> he is Doc Manson. Uh, at Doc- did I say Patreon.com? No, say it. Patreon.com for his slash DDD wrestling. Give us some freaking money, you jerks. <laughs> Before Manscaped gives us some. Also, thank you, you jerks who do. We love you. We love you, jerks. Thank you so much. Hey, Manscaped is the greatest male grooming products I've never used. I agree. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a fabulous week. We will be back for episode 351. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a Manscaped bestie?